Good morning and welcome to Simply Tech. It's Sunday, January 21st. On today's show, Lamborghini licenses MIT's new high-capacity, fast-charging organic battery tech. And after 12 years, Ripple's president sees its payment and enterprise businesses evolving further. Plus, we'll discuss if TikTok shop is to blame for the slowing usage of TikTok. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Tech. We start off with lithium-ion batteries, which have become a staple in our everyday lives, powering everything from our smartphones to electric vehicles. But they're not without their challenges. The materials they're made of, particularly cobalt and nickel, are expensive and problematic. Researchers have been on the hunt for alternative materials, and they might have found a promising one, tack. Here with more on this is our tech correspondent, Bella. Bella, can you tell us more about this new material, tack? Certainly, David. TAQ, short for bis-tetraaminobenzoquinone, is an organic compound, meaning it's made primarily of carbon. This is a departure from nearly every other lithium-ion battery chemistry. Researchers have been exploring organic materials as cathodes, the negatively charged part of the cell, because they could potentially store more energy at a lower cost. However, the problem has been that these materials tend to dissolve in the liquid electrolytes commonly used in the industry today. And how does TAC overcome this issue? Well, the new material doesn't dissolve in two widely used electrolytes. Moreover, it boasts an energy density that's 50% better than one of the most common lithium-ion battery chemistries in use today, nickel-manganese-cobalt, or NMC. The structure of TAC is similar to that of graphite, which is almost universally used today as an anode material. Each TAC molecule is attracted to up to six others through hydrogen bonds, creating a nearly flat sheet that can be layered atop each other, with the holes storing lithium ions. That's fascinating. And who are the brains behind this discovery? The material was discovered by Tianyang Chen and Harish Banda while they were working in the lab of Mircea Dinka, a professor at MIT. Dinka has a partnership with Lamborghini to help the hypercar manufacturer electrify its lineup. In fact, Lamborghini, which previously used a supercapacitor developed in Dinka's lab in its Scion model, has licensed the patent on the material. So, we might be seeing this new material in future Lamborghini models. It's certainly a possibility, David. The partnership with Lamborghini and the licensing of the patent suggests that the car manufacturer sees potential in this new material. It could be a significant step forward in improving the performance and reducing the cost of lithium-ion batteries, not just for Lamborghini, but for the wider industry. That's certainly something to watch. That was our tech correspondent, Thank you for the insights. Ripple, a company that's been in the game since 2012, is doubling down on its global payments journey while also aiming to become the leading enterprise infrastructure provider. This is according to the company's president, Monica Long, who spoke on TechCrunch's Chain Reaction podcast. To delve deeper into this, we have our tech correspondent with us. So Arnold, can you tell us more about Ripple's plans and the XRP ledger? Certainly, David. The XRP ledger is distinct from the Ripple network and protocol. It's a decentralized public ledger with an open source code base that anyone can contribute to or use. According to Monica Long, there are thousands of developers globally who do. 
The creators of the ledger envisioned it as a modern system for value movement that is as fast and as free as email, essentially comparing the banking system today with what can be achieved on a blockchain with a decentralized exchange. Interesting. So how does this differ from the original vision when the ledger was first launched in 2012? When the ledger first launched, it was seen as a version of Bitcoin that would achieve faster confirmation times with a lower cost system. The developers thought of blockchain and a public ledger as an effective way to represent, move, and transact value all around the world. So in essence, the vision remains the same, but the scale and applications have expanded. And how does this transparency of blockchains factor into this? Blockchains are transparent by default through on-chain data, which shows a transaction's journey from beginning to end. This transparency can be a game changer in industries like foreign exchange, which is pretty concentrated in terms of the players who have enough capital to provide liquidity for transactions. As Monica Long pointed out, when you have a lot of concentration, you have a lack of competitiveness for pricing. So the transparency and decentralization offered by blockchains like the XRP ledger can potentially disrupt this. That's a fascinating insight. Thanks for shedding light on Ripple's ambitions and the potential of the XRP ledger. That was our tech correspondent from Simply Tech. Despite being the world's top app by downloads and consumer spending in 2023, TikTok was not the top by actual usage. Facebook maintained its number one position by monthly active users, followed by other meta-owned apps, with TikTok coming in at number five. Now, data suggests that TikTok's growth has started to slow, raising questions about whether its move into e-commerce via TikTok shop is to blame. Here to discuss this further is our tech correspondent, James. So James, what's going on with TikTok's growth? Well, David, According to data from market intelligence firm SensorTower, TikTok's growth, while still positive, is decelerating. In 2022, TikTok's monthly active users grew an average of 12% year-over-year per quarter, but this figure fell to 3% year-over-year per quarter in 2023. This change coincides with the launch of TikTok Shop in the US. Interesting. Could you tell us more about TikTok Shop and how it might be affecting the platform's growth? Certainly. TikTok Shop is an e-commerce initiative that aims to translate the influence of TikTok videos into real-world sales. It started testing in the US in November 2022 and officially launched in September 2023. However, some users have complained that TikTok Shop is turning the app into an ad-filled wasteland. There are concerns that the app is now filled with people selling cheap products, and this has led to a decrease in user engagement. So are users leaving TikTok because of this? Not necessarily. While some users are frustrated with the increase in ads and commercial content, TikTok's Shop Seller app, which powers its e-commerce initiative, has seen robust growth. However, it's worth noting that it only has a fraction of TikTok's active user base. As of the first quarter of this year, TikTok had 1.4 billion active users, while Shop Seller had around 6 million monthly active users. Could this situation benefit other social media platforms, like Instagram? Possibly. Instagram removed its own shop tab in January of last year and killed off live shopping in March. This could potentially make it more acceptable to those wanting to avoid more direct calls to action to shop in-app. However, data from SensorTower indicates that Instagram's monthly active user growth 
has been relatively consistent and hasn't been significantly impacted negatively or positively since the launch of the TikTok Shop Seller app. So, what does the future hold for TikTok and its e-commerce initiative? It's hard to say. While TikTok's growth is slowing, it's still a highly popular platform. However, the move into e-commerce may be a double-edged sword, potentially driving away some users while attracting others. It will be interesting to see how TikTok navigates this challenge in the future. Indeed, it will be. That was Simply Tech reporter James. Japan has made history by becoming the fifth nation to successfully land on the lunar surface with its smart lander for investigating Moon, or SLIM. However, not everything is going as planned. Our tech correspondent, Helena, is here to delve into this. Helena, what seems to be the issue with SLIM? David, the problem lies with SLIM's solar cells. After the successful landing, JAXA, Japan's space agency, reported that while SLIM is communicating and receiving commands, its solar cell isn't generating electricity. The exact cause of the issue isn't known yet, but the team is confident it's limited to the solar cells as the other sensors are functioning correctly. What does this mean for the mission? Can SLIM operate without its solar cells? Unfortunately, running on battery power isn't a long-term solution. If the team can't get the solar cells online, the main lander will only have a few hours of life. In fact, it might already be nearing the end of that lifespan. That's quite concerning. But despite this setback, it's still a significant achievement for Japan, isn't it? Absolutely, David. Landing on the moon is no easy task. Several nations and private companies have attempted it in recent years, but none have succeeded. Even a minor issue, like a stuck valve, can derail a lunar mission. So Japan's accomplishment is indeed commendable. What about the lunar excursion vehicles that SLIM carried? Have they been deployed successfully? Yes, the two lunar excursion vehicles, LEV-1 and LEV-2, appear to have successfully deployed. These subcrafts separated from the main vehicle while it hovered a few meters above the lunar surface. They're expected to capture images of the landing area and SLIM itself, although we'll have to wait a bit before we can see those images. It's a developing story, and we'll be sure to keep our listeners updated. That was our tech correspondent discussing Japan's lunar landing mission. Thanks for joining us, Helena. All right, that wraps up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Tech. We'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>